Welcome to C3 San Diego. Need something fresh, real, and powerful in your life? Connect with us on social media, get live stream service notifications, podcasts, and up-to-date information on upcoming events. We are so glad you're joining us for a powerful, life-transforming message from one of our C3 San Diego pastors. We would love to hear about how God is impacting your life through this ministry. Please share your experience with us at info at c3sandiego.com. If you'd like to be a part of what C3 Church is doing in the city of San Diego and beyond, you can contribute financially by going to c3give.com and choosing the giving option that works best for you. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey, before we move on, uh, Brad Jones, can you stand up? I don't know if you've been introduced. Pastor David Chittick is the youth pastor, but uh, we have three campuses uh, currently, soon to be four, and Brad Jones is now the youth pastor for Central Campus. So why don't you turn around, give everybody a wave. He's an absolute legend. And uh, he was the guy having the most fun in those videos, I think. I'm pretty sure him and Pastor David. I'm not sure who, who was having more fun, the kids or the leaders. <laughs> Set the example. But we're so, so proud of Pastor David, number one, for raising up such a legend in Brad Jones. He's been a two-year intern, and uh, he loves your kids and he wants to see them, see them flourish and see them find God. So, so happy to have you, Brad. And uh, so if you have a, a uh, junior higher or a high schooler, make sure you talk to these guys. And when I say junior high, I start at fifth grade or sixth grade, sixth grade. And that's when Alliance starts. Fifth grade Alliance, sixth grade can come to the, to the uh, my city on Friday nights, got it. So go see these guys if you have questions like me. <laughs> I just saw them. Okay, here we go. And then everybody say tonight. Okay, tonight, 5 p.m. Let me just tell you, Bishop the Bishop, Michael Pitts, is going to be here. And if you've never heard of Bishop Michael Pitts, you need to come tonight. You, you, you have never seen anything like what you're going to see tonight. And if you've already seen him, I know you're going to be here tonight, so I don't need to tell you. But I just need to tell the people that have never seen him, get here tonight, 5 p.m. It's going to be outrageous. It's going to be incredible. Yeah, get here early. It's going to be... Uh, it's going to be packed. Um, well, it's good to be here. I was, in, I was in Las Vegas for a day, just, just one day, and uh, one day is enough in Las Vegas. Uh, it feels good to get into the presence of the worship team and let all the gunk fall off. I look like the people in that mud tug of war. That's what I feel like anyway. But uh, I learned two things in Vegas. Number one, um, the gospel is needed to be preached, especially in Las Vegas. Benny Perez, Church Las Vegas has a lot of work to do. But um, second thing I learned is that the economy is fine. People are just dropping money like it's, if you have a poverty mentality, go to Vegas. It'll, it'll wipe that right off. But uh, thank you, worship team. You guys are incredible. They'll be back shortly. Today, I wanna, um, <clears throat> I wanna talk to you more than preach to you. And I, I, I talked about this, um, a little bit to our staff a couple of months ago, but I really felt like it was a word for the church and to kind of um, bring us back to this place of finding God, actually. And I feel like even this morning, there's been kind of a theme of pre the presence of God. And I want to talk to you today about the presence of God, about the Holy Spirit. And uh, in fact, let's, let's just, let's just, I'd love it if everybody just close your eyes, turn your palms towards heaven. Let's invite God. Father, I thank you that you're here. Lord, I thank you that you want a relationship with us. 
Holy Spirit, we invite you in right now. We invite you into every heart, every mind, and we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would do what only you can do today. But those of you that have never met you would encounter you. Those of you that already know you would encounter you again. So, Father, we thank you for who you are. We bless you in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. I love the church. I love the church because the church is a place where we can come and we can experience God. You might be first time here and you, you've, maybe you've never experienced God. Maybe you've just been told about him. But this is a church where we actually don't just want to tell you about God. We want to invite you to encounter him. We want to invite you to encounter him. This is what, this is what uh, Jacob said in Genesis 28, 16 to 17. Now, Jacob is the son of Abraham. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob got his name turned to Israel. And then that's how we have the 12 tribes of Israel. But here, here's what he says. He says, then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. This is the gate of heaven. The house of God is a gate of heaven. It's not just a place where we disseminate information. It's a gate of heaven. A gate is an entry point. This is a gate of heaven. A lot of churches around the world don't, don't look at church as a, as a gate. They look at it as just a, an information place a platform to give information. This is the gate of heaven. Come on, we, we at C3 Church, we wanna to touch heaven. God has given us a gate and we wanna invite him in here. He wants to be here. He wants to encounter you. If you're watching at home, he wants to encounter you where you are. Just because you're watching online doesn't mean the Holy Spirit can't come. We get testimonies all the time of people watching online and they feel like this presence come into their house. People getting healed, people getting set free from their couch watching on TV, so, so God can touch you even there. I believe that you and I have been assigned by God to collide with heaven, to bring people into an encounter with heaven. I was in real estate for a long time. I still have my license, and, and in real estate, I was a real estate broker, and my job was to bring buyer to seller to consummate a transaction. So I was the broker between the buyer and the seller. You and I are called to be the brokers between heaven and earth. We're called to bring heaven to earth, to consummate a transaction, to see something happen, not just talk about God, but to actually have a transaction happen on earth. That's what we're called to do. In fact, uh, Jesus told the disciples, when he told the disciples how to pray, because they were like, man, Jesus, how are you doing all this stuff, all these miracles, signs, wonders? Uh, all this authority that you carry, teach us how to pray like you do. And this is what Jesus said in, in uh, Luke eleven two. 2. He said to them, when you pray, say this, say our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your, so you and I don't have to wait till we get to heaven to experience heaven. We can experience right here. And Jesus is, is commanding us to pray, and when you pray, say, thy kingdom come to earth. Your will be done. And it's not a suggestion. It's not, we don't have to beg God. God is, is, is commanding us. It's like a military command. Thy kingdom come. Because we're not speaking to him. We're speaking to that thing that is in opposition to the kingdom. And when we speak to that thing, when we bring heaven to earth, when we bring the kingdom of heaven to earth, earth has to bow its knee. Earth has to submit to whatever the kingdom says whatever his will is if we have people that when they pray will say thy kingdom come title of my message is collision course 
because I believe that God wants us to not only to be on ourselves a collision course with heaven, but to bring others into that collision with heaven. And so today I'm believing that we are going to collide with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and what's ever off in your world is going to bow, and it's going to become right. And it's actually one of the things that separates Christianity from any other religion is the, the opportunity to engage with a supernatural power, with a God that's actually still alive, that wants to affect your life so that we can impact the world. It's not, it's not some ambiguous thing like the universe. We're, we're not here to connect with the universe. The universe is so ambiguous. It's so universy. Like, what is the universe? I don't know. But there's people, a lot of people, I meet a lot of people that are spiritual people that, that, that believe in the universe. But, but what they don't understand is there's, there's something higher than the universe and it's called heaven. And there's a God in heaven that created the universe and he's the ultimate power. He is the power that they're searching for. But I, I like the universe people because they're almost there. They're just one step away. They're just one step away. And those are actually the people that if you can shift their perspective from universe to God, they become very powerful people actually, because they operate spiritually. So we're not, so, you know, we don't need to like shy away from universe people. We need to just introduce them that there's a higher way, that there's a real God that wrote a Bible. There's no, there's no accountability in the universe. There's no, there's no manual on what the universe thinks or how the universe acts or, but there's a Bible that God wrote that will tell us his will and tell us how to operate in the kingdom, tell us how to operate in power. But, but the, it's not the universe, it's the power of God. That's who you and I are called to collide with. So important was the kingdom coming to earth that, that God orchestrated this collision initially when he sent Jesus Christ. He took the kingdom of God in Jesus Christ, he sent him to earth because he saw that mankind was a mess and the only way to fix mankind was to orchestrate a collision. So he did that in the name of Jesus Christ. That was the initial collision. But then there was another major invasion from heaven that happened in Acts 2 and it's called the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. The day of Pentecost was 50 days after Jesus ascended, 10, or sorry, 10 days after he ascended, he walked on the earth for 40 days. 500 uh, disciples were in the upper room, but by the time the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, there was only 120 left. So there was 380 people that had too many things going on that couldn't stay and wait for the power of God. Acts 2, 1 to 4, talks about the day of Pentecost. This is a great passage of scripture. It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Kind of similar to what we're doing here right now. We're all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house wherever they were sitting. And there, then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled. Say, all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Spirit is for all people. It's for everybody. Everybody has access to the Holy Spirit. And I love this scripture because it says there was a sound from heaven. So they have all these people in one place, in one accord, in agreement, and then all of a sudden they hear a sound, and it's the sound of heaven. I believe heaven has a sound, and I can hear heaven coming even today right here in, the, in this service. And the more you hang out with God, the more you hang out in church, you start to recognize that sound. That, that you can recognize that that's a sound from heaven or is that a sound from the devil or is that a sound from my own will? So that's why it's important to be in church and to be together because you can start to recognize the sound of heaven. But then it says the rushing mighty wind comes and it fills the whole house. I'm believing the Holy Spirit is here right now. 
And he just wanted to fill the whole house from the back of the building to the front. Some of you have never been filled with the Holy Spirit. You may be saved, but you've never been filled. It's two different experiences. It's all throughout the Bible. I don't have time to get into that, but it's two different experiences. Some of you have been filled, but who's to say you can't be filled again today? I'm believing all of those people, number one, if you haven't been filled, you're going to get filled. Number two, if you need to get filled again, you're going to get filled again today because the whole house is filled with the Holy Spirit. But the fact that there was 500 it went down to, to 120 tells me that only the people that are hungry for the power of God are going to get hit with the power of God. So you don't have to participate, but I want to invite you to participate today in the power of God. See, God's uh, desire is not just for you to get filled once. It's for you to get filled continually. In Acts 4.31, which is just two chapters after the day of Pentecost, it says, And when the disciples had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. There's something that happens when we get together and we pray, and the Holy Spirit comes, and we all get filled. Whenever you get together with people and you pray, the, the atmosphere, the place where you are will shake. The atmosphere will shake. It'll shake up demonic strongholds. It'll shake up things in that, in that scenario when you're all together praying in agreement. There's power when we agree. That's what the Bible says. Now, that's different than the Old Testament. If you look in the Old Testament, read the Old Testament, there really wasn't a prayer of agreement. There was a shout of an agreement, which was pretty powerful when the walls came down in Jericho. That was pretty powerful. But you don't really see praying in agreement as, as, a, as something that, that they did in the Old Testament because the Holy Spirit would just come on one person. He, the anointing would come and they would be a prophet or they would be whatever. They would be a king or whatever. But, but today we have, we, we, we can all be filled. And so when we're all filled with God, the Holy Spirit, and we pray together, I mean, think of the power. That's why there's power when you agree. Every week in this church, you have an opportunity to come and pray with people and shake the atmosphere where you are. We have a prayer meeting, men's emerged prayer meeting led by Charles Fuller and Michael Hunley on Tuesday mornings at 5 a.m. We have a women's cherished prayer on Thursday mornings from 7 to 8. We have a Pathfinder's business marketplace prayer on Fridays from 7 to 8 in there, believing that God's going to do something in our businesses. But I'm telling you, you have an opportunity to come each and every week to come and pray and to come and be filled. Ephesians 5 eight says, do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled means be continuously filled, if you look it up. Be continuously filled. That's God's desire. Because here's the deal. You and I, we leak. We leak faith, we leak power, we leak passion, we leak, we leak, we leak. And so we need to plug back in. That's why you need to get continuously filled. <laughs> to plug back in, you know, stop up those spots that are leaking. So I need to come together. There's nothing like coming together. There's nothing like the house of God. There's nothing like the gate of heaven. But did you know, did you know, and I'm going to try to challenge you and inspire you a little bit. Did you know that you can actually encounter God Monday to Sunday. And he doesn't even have to be here at the prayer meetings. That's an awesome time to do it. But you can do it by yourself. You can do it by yourself. And for me, the easiest way to, to, to teach you how to do this, if you want to get practical, is you got to find a place. You need to find a place where that you can go to experience and encounter God. Here's what Psalms 132, 1 to 5 says. David's talking. He says, Lord, remember David and all his afflictions. How he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty one of Jacob, surely I will not go into the chamber of my house or go up to the comfort of my bed or will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place 
for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. So David was so committed to finding a place so that the Holy Spirit, so the presence of God could dwell, that he wasn't even going to go to bed. He wasn't even going to close his eyelids. He wasn't going to go to the chamber of his house until he found a place. He was going to fight to find a place. It's so, it's so powerful and important to find a place, a place for the Holy Spirit to dwell. Now, back then, the Holy Spirit or the presence of God was contained in a box called the Ark of the Covenant. They would move around in and, and, you know, tabernacles and temples and things. And, and so he was finding that place for the, for the Holy Spirit, for the presence of God, for the Ark of the Covenant. But right now, we have a, uh, an opportunity as New Testament Christians where we can all experience the presence of God. The Bible says when Jesus died, the veil that separated the presence of God and the Holy of Holies for the rest of the world was torn from top to bottom, exposing the presence of God to anybody who wants to go. Now we can go boldly to the throne room of grace. Anybody can. We all can. Each and every one of us can. That's, the, that's one of the things about being a New Testament Christian. That's one of the advantages that we can take advantage of or not. It's the advantage of experience the presence of God. David was fighting to find a place because sometimes it's hard to get into that place. There's so many things. There's busyness, there's work, there's jobs, there's family, there's school, there's, you know, hobbies, there's all these things. There's a devil that's opposing you. There's a devil that's trying to stop you from getting into the presence of God. There's so many things, but David was committed to finding that place. We all need a place. I call this place for me the drop zone. And the drop zone is a place that you designate for God. The, the very definition of the drop zone is, is a, is a uh, designated or targeted place where supplies, food, and troops are dropped. Sometimes we need nourishment. We need food from heaven. We got to go into that place and refuel. Sometimes we need supplies. We need resources. We need wisdom. We need stuff from heaven. Sometimes you need troops. You need to call on heavenly hosts, angels to fight on your behalf. And the drop zone is where that stuff gets dropped. It doesn't matter where that place is, but you got to have a place because a place allows you to build habits and disciplines. It allows you to be intentional about developing your relationship with God. That's why we need a place. It's, it's not an awkward place. It's not awkward because you know why you're going there and God knows why you're going there. You're going there to meet him. You're going to develop that relationship with him. So it's not awkward. It's not like when I met my wife. That was awkward. Because my dad worked with my wife and he said, John, you got to come meet this girl. My dad was a probation officer. So was she. And so I'm thinking, dad, she's a probation officer. Give me a break. Is she cute or is she nice? Because back then I was looking more for the cute than the nice. It's kind of like BC before Christ a little bit for me. It's kind of like. And so, and so I'm like, dad, I, I'm not going, you know, I'm figuring probation officer, like feminist, like hair in places she shouldn't have hair. Just <laughs> trying to be real. Just trying to be real. But, but so, 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 but I finally got the guts to go there. And my dad had said, hey, I told, her name's Becky. I told Becky that, uh, about you. And he told me about her. And so when I got there, the, uh, the elevator opened, literally. I was going to go, like, run into her, and, uh, and she was right there. So awkward. And so we're kind of looking at each other, but kind of not, kind of talking, but kind of not. And we're trying to figure out if we could, you know, go on a date or whatever. And her friend was there, and she said later she didn't even look at me. She had to ask her friend about me because it was so awkward. <laughs> That's not what this meeting is about. The meeting in your place is not awkward. Because God knows why you're there. You know why you're there. You're there to meet each other. You're, you're, you're there to collide with heaven. That's why you're there. 
And so when you go in there, you can cry, you can warfare, you can just talk to God. It doesn't matter what you do in this place because it's not an awkward place. This is a place uh, where you're going to, to not just get stuff from God either. You're not just going there to get stuff from God or manipulate God. You're going there to fall in love with him. You're going there to work on your relationship with him. You're going there to connect with a supernatural power, a supernatural God. And in that place is the place of power. In that connection point with heaven, it's a place of power. In that place is a place where your visions, your dreams, your destiny is revealed to you. In that place, sometimes it's just a place where you can be still and know that he is God over your situation. The Bible says in, the, in his presence is the fullness of joy. It's a joyful place. But you gotta have a place. It doesn't really matter where the place is. My place is my garage, my car. It doesn't really matter where your place is. It matters what your intent is in that place. Exodus 33, 9 and 11, Moses Bible says he was in a certain place in the, in the desert. He pitched his tent and called it a tabernacle. Just a middle of the desert, pitched his tent, that's a tabernacle. That is the house of God. And it says, it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud, of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. I love this because he just had, he just had a place. He's like, this is my place in the middle of the desert, tabernacle, pitch my tent. And then the Bible says, when he walked in, the cloud that represented the presence of God would just fall. He didn't have to say anything. But because his intent was to meet God, God met him in that place. And then the Bible says he talked to him. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face, verse 11, as a man speaks to his friend. And then he would return to the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. I like this guy, Joshua, because he's Moses' protege. And the Bible says when Moses would talk to, talk to God face to face in the presence of God in the tabernacle, then he would go back to the camp with all the people that Josh, Joshua wouldn't go back. He would just stay there and linger in the presence. It's no surprise to me that Joshua was the one that got the Israelites into the promised land. Where Moses got him to the edge, Joshua got him over. It's because Joshua was attracted to the presence of God and God would look down and see that Moses had gone away and he loved Moses, but then he would see Joshua and he'd say, I can trust this guy. He likes the presence of God. I like that guy. And I found if you hang out in the presence of God, eventually it just kind of gets on you. It gets, it gets on you and you start to do things you never thought you could do. You start to see things you never thought you could see. You start to operate in power that you never thought you had. I'm telling you, when I found a place... I started to operate in a different power that I didn't know about. I remember talking to my wife years ago and, and saying, I don't know what's going on. Like every, when, when I'm praying for people, now they're getting healed. When I'm, I'm starting to get words and, and, and people are saying, man, your, your authority has gone up to a new level. And, and I'm like, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what I've done. And she's like, it's because you've been spending time in that place. Because when you get in that place, when you get in the presence of God, when you find that drop zone, you're just gonna find that it gets on you. I love this story about uh, Elisha and Elijah. Elijah had the presence of God on him. They called it a mantle. And Elijah was walking around and, uh, with this presence doing miracles, signs and wonders. And then, they, and then Elisha, he met Elisha and Elisha said, I'm not leaving your side. I, I, want, I want the presence of God. I want what's on you. And three times Elijah tried to get Elisha to go away. Three times Elijah said, no, I'm not leaving your side. So Elijah said, okay, if you're by my side when I go up to heaven, you can have a double portion. You can have the presence that I carry. So eventually Elijah went up to heaven 
And Elisha, because he was just hanging around the presence, the mantle got on him. The mantle got on Elisha, and he did twice the miracles that Elijah did. It was just because he was committed to the presence of God. He was, he was hanging out with the presence, and they got on him. He started to do miraculous things. It's incredible. So the place doesn't matter, but the intent matters. One of the easiest ways to get into the presence of God is found in Psalm 100.4. And it says to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. When you get into your place that you find one of the greatest things to do is just begin to thank God. When you don't know what to say, we can all thank him for something. Heck, you live in America's finest city. We live in America. You can start thanking God for the things that, what he's done, and then you can start praising him for who he is. It, it works with God to thank and to praise just like it works with you and I. If you thank somebody for something they did, it's attractive. If you respect somebody for who they are and what they've accomplished, it's, it's attractive. And same thing with God, and it's not like we're manipulating him. We're being authentic. We're thanking him for what he really did, and we're recognizing him for who he really is. And the Bible says when we praise God, we enthrone him. He inhabits the praises of his people. He, he's attracted to that atmosphere. And the power of God flows in that atmosphere. Jesus said he's looking for people to worship him in spirit and in truth. He's looking for people. Are you worshiping him? The truth is more like authenticity, authentic. Are you authentic when you worship him? Are you being real? Or are you just trying to get something? We gotta be authentic. That's the people he's looking for. He's looking for those people. Even, he even enjoys my praise. And if you've heard my voice, sometimes I just talk my praise. Take it easy on him. I know you're going through a lot, Lord. A lot of things to handle. I'll just talk my praise. Then there are other times, well, I'll, you know, let him have it. it still works. Even Jesus needed a place. God himself, Mark 135 says, now in the morning, having risen a long time before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. Even Jesus had to unplug from the world and plug into heaven. So he would separate himself into a place where he can connect with God, where he can experience God. And he would pray because prayer is a highway to heaven. Prayer is a connection point to a supernatural power. When you get to your place, pray. And you don't have to technically know what to pray. If you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, you can pray in tongues. It's all kinds of different prayers. You can just talk to God, tell him what you're struggling with. Praying is just talking to God. You can warfare, you can do all kinds of things. But at the end of the day, God's more interested in you Spending time, setting aside time, intentionally picking a place to work on your relationship. That's what it says in Matthew 6, 6, last scripture. It says, but you, when you go to pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Such a good, good scripture because it says that when you Find that place, that solitary place, that drop zone where you can go and separate yourself to God. It says when you go into that place, your father, who is in the secret place. Kind of like when Moses went in the tabernacle, the presence of God came. If, if God knows that you've set aside a place 
and a designated time to go spend time with him, when you go to that secret place, he's going to be there. He's going to be there waiting. That's his desire. He wants to know you better. And I love it says that your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Most people think that I have to pray the perfect prayer and use like all these different scriptures so that God will be impressed. But it said, when God sees you, when God sees that you've intentionally set aside a time in a specific place to develop your relationship with him, he will reward you openly. It's just like when my kids, I have three kids, two boys and a little girl, and I'm sitting on the couch or on a chair or whatever, and they'll come up and they'll sit by me and they'll snuggle with me. Oftentimes they'll take my arm and put it around them. I love that part. And when I see them there, it doesn't matter if they say a word to me, but when I see them there, I'm like, man, it's attractive. I want to reward them that they've taken the time out of their busy day of Legos and silly putty right now it's nerf guns when they take time out of their important day to sit by dad i love it there's nothing like it that's how god feels about you when he sees you in that place intentionally developing that relationship intentionally going to seek his presence it's going to come on you it's going to get on you you're going to find your christianity in your life going to a whole new level Some of you have never invited Jesus into your life. Some of you have never met God. Some of you have never felt what you're feeling today. But I got to tell you that God in heaven has been on a collision course with your life since the beginning of time. He's been pursuing you. He's been seeking you. And today I want to give you an opportunity to invite him in because he'll never push his way in. He'll never go to a place you don't designate for him to meet with you. But if you do, he'll, he'll come. He just wants to be invited. He's a gentleman. So why don't we all close our eyes really quick? I want to give you an opportunity if you've never invited Christ into your life. If you've never invited Jesus into your life, I want to give that opportunity. Or maybe one time that you did a while ago, but you've kind of taken your life back. But today you're saying, you know what? I want to invite Jesus back into my life. I want to recommit myself to him and his presence. So if you're one of those two people, maybe you've never given your life for submitted your life to God or, or maybe one time you did but you've taken your life back but today you know you want to recommit while every eye is closed and head is bowed I want you to just lift your hand right where you are so I can pray for you God bless you ma'am I see that hand God bless you I see that hand over there I see these hands in the middle thank you thank you thank you is there anybody else once I see your hand you can put it down God bless you I see that hand in the front my left in the back middle see that hand over here to my right in the front I see that hand thank you over here in the middle I see that hand thank you Lord thank you Lord is there anybody else God bless you ma'am I see that hand in the back I see that hand to my left thank you I see that hand sir thank you Amen. Amen. You can look up here. I want to I pray for those people. There was a lot of you that raised your hand. And uh, if you would do me the honor, I'd love to pray with you personally. 
And so I want to ask us all <clears throat> to, to stand up in just a minute. And um, when we all stand, I'd love for the people that raised their hand to come down to the front. If you could bring your friends, bring your family member. It's, it's, uh, it's not awkward because I know why you're coming and you know why you're coming. I just want to pray with you in person. And so if you could do that, but, but while they're doing that, I would ask that we would all stay in our seats and not try to jet out because Holy Spirit still wants to do do some things in here. So why don't, we, why don't we stand to our feet? Those of you that lifted your hand, if you could just come down the front, bring your friends, bring your family. Everybody will get out of your way. And I want to get off the stage and pray with you. All these awesome people. There's some powerful people up here. Well, hey, just really quick, I just want to say a quick prayer. We're actually going to invite the God of heaven to come into your life. And the second collision that I talked about, the collision of the Holy Spirit coming to earth, is, is one of the things that happens when we pray. You actually invite Jesus into your life and you get the Spirit. The same Spirit that was in Him comes into our hearts and allows us to, to live an incredible life. So let me just pray a prayer. I want you guys to repeat after me. I want everybody in the building to repeat after me. Just say this, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die on a cross for my sins. Lord Jesus, today I invite you into my life and I declare that I am saved, that heaven is my home, and that God is my Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Come on, let's give these guys a hand. It's an amazing thing that a 20-second prayer can invite the God of heaven into your life. <clears throat> and because, because I so value this decision that you guys have made, we have a, a response announcement over here, James Roy, and you have some great people behind you. And we want to just take you over there, give you a Bible, give you a little book to help you on this journey. Uh, we, want, we want you to be able to take shortcuts on your relationship with Christ. So we're going to give you this little book to, to help you. So if you guys can just turn to your right and my left, just for two minutes, we'll bring you right back out to the service. So you guys go over there. Let's give them a hand as they go. God bless you guys. Amen. So proud of you. So proud of you, man. God bless you, buddy. Some amazing people right there. Heaven is celebrating. Angels are cheering. And most of you stayed. God bless you. You're amazing. You're amazing. Because if you would have left, you would have forfeited the opportunity to experience God yourself. Because we're not done. And uh, <clears throat> I talked a lot about 
the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit. And there are some people here today that have never been filled with the Holy Spirit. You've never experienced power. The, the disciples were in the upper room and they didn't know what power was. They didn't know what it looked like. They didn't know what it sounded like. They didn't know what was gonna happen. But then they heard a sound from heaven and they got filled with the Holy Spirit and a sign to tell them they were filled. They started speaking in other languages that they'd never learned before. We call it tongues. And uh, it's, just this, it's just this language, it's, it's the language of the Holy Spirit. And it's a language that you, you get to pray just, just between you and God. It doesn't matter who else is around you, it's just between you and God. It's a language, that he, it's a gift that he's given you. And that is the gift, that is the sign that opens up all the other gifts. You start to prophesy over people, you start to pray for people, lay hands on them, they'll start to get healed. And, and, and you'll start to hear the sound of heaven when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And so there might be some people here, and I'm going to ask you to be a little bit bold, just to lift your hand where you are in just a second, if you are hungry for power. Because remember, the only the, the people that were left in the upper room were filled with the Holy Spirit. So you don't have to participate, but if you are hungry for power, if you're hungry for the Holy Spirit, to experience what we read in the Bible, I'm going to ask you in just a second to lift your hand, and then I'm going to ask people that are maybe close by you that are not weird to just lay their hands on your shoulder and pray with you and you're going to just repeat a prayer after me and I'm believing that the Holy Spirit is going to fill you all over this place the Bible says all we have to do is ask and it's and it's God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom to give you the Holy Spirit that's what the Bible says and so if that's you I want you to just lift your hand where you are if you're hungry for power hands going up all over the place just leave your hand up just for a second. If you're around them and you're not weird, put your hand on their shoulder. And I'm gonna pray a prayer and I want you just to pray it after me. The worship team's gonna sing a, a chorus and you guys are gonna be praying and then I'm gonna come back and we're gonna do some more. But if that's you and you want power, just repeat after me, say, Dear God, I thank you that the Bible says that we can all be filled with the Holy Spirit, that the gift of the Holy Spirit is for everybody, and that all we have to do is ask and we will receive it. We will receive Him, the Holy Spirit. So right now, God, I pray that you would baptize me with the Holy Spirit and with power in Jesus' name, amen. The worship team's gonna sing. I want you to just start to make whatever utterance is coming out of your spirit, start to speak. Everything we access in the kingdom is by faith. You just have to start speaking. Keep praying for him. Come on, reach out. Amen. Amen. I'm believing there are anybody get filled with the Holy Spirit? People, I want you to just keep practicing. Thank God. Thank God. People over here.
praise God. Hey, keep practicing at your, at your host, at your house. You've all been filled with the Holy Spirit. If you ask, you've been filled. Now all you gotta do is step out in faith and begin to pray and seek God. Now the next thing we're gonna do, <clears throat> we got about, I don't know, eight minutes or so. I wanna invite you, if, if maybe you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, but, it, but you're just feeling kind of dry and you feel like you need fresh oil, like a fresh touch from God. I wanna invite you as the worship team, team sings the next song to come on up kind of over on this half of the, uh, of the altar. And, uh, and don't worry about who's next to you. I wanna invite you to get in to the presence of God and some of the team is gonna pray with you. And then I wanna invite you if, you've, if you have sickness in your body, maybe you have pain in your body, I wanna invite you to come up over here because when the kingdom comes, sick things get healed. So we're believing today that uh, not only are you gonna um, receive the miracle of being filled with the Holy Spirit and maybe if you're dry, you know, get a fresh touch from God, but we're believing healing is gonna sweep through this auditorium. So as the worship team sings, why don't you come down, stand over here if you're just gonna worship and, and get a fresh touch. Come down here on this side if you need healing in your body. Come on, let's enter in. Thank you so much for joining us online. We hope you had a powerful experience. We wanna take this time to personally help you navigate the next steps in becoming connected. If you made a decision for Christ today, need prayer, or want more information about our church, go to our website, c3sandiego.com. And if you didn't get a chance to give online during service and would like to contribute financially, you can go to c3give.com and click on the giving option that works best for you. We look forward to hearing from you. See you at church.